0: Hi, it's Paul Camillos. Welcome to Series 5 of Shooting the Breeze. Join me and my co-host Jacinta Gavin as we talk to inspiring players, amazing coaches and the legends behind the scenes and at the grassroots of the game. This marks the start of our fourth year of covering women's hoops and women in hoops and throughout the series we welcome experts like Lyndon Moore from New Zealand and other special guests from across the world to get a global picture of the game. During this series, we'll take a closer look at the grassroots and the passionate people at the community level. And of course, the 30th edition of the FIBA Women's Asia Cup was recently held in Sydney, where the Opals took bronze and Asia's best players put on a show. Hit that subscribe button, and to show your support, rate and leave us a review on iTunes so we reach more listeners.
1: And don't forget, Leilani, she had some pretty big games in the West this yeah. year. You know? But she had a 40 point game, didn't she? I think it was. Yeah. I
2: think it was against Sutherland. She had yeah. a 40 point game and she had like eight threes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So she
2: can catch fire.
1: Not, not mucking around there. Like, she brings a lot of experience.
0: We're picking up where we left off in this free agency part two episode. Sammy McDonald, assistant coach at the Albury-Wodonga Bandits, joins us again as we have a yarn about new WNBL signings that have happened since we last caught up in May. It's a fly on the wall kind of chat about how the WNBL 24 rosters are shaping up, and it's only two months to go till the regular season starts and some rosters are still being worked out. Stay tuned for a fun season ahead. Enjoy. Welcome to Shooting the Breeze, joining me and my co-host Jacinta Govind, we've got Sammy Mack coming to us from Albury, so we can talk some more about free agency, and there's been a lot that's happened since our last podcast, but firstly, Sammy, how you
1: doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, it's great to see you guys again, and yeah. have another yarn about our favourite sport, and yeah. <laughs> uh, the WNBL competition.
0: Absolutely, and it's going to be pretty interesting. I mean, I, I think everybody was waiting for us to do our last podcast before they started announcing everything.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've got that crystal ball, and they just like took our our ideas and went, "Yeah, that sounds really good." Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Let's get into it because there's a lot to cover. Let's start off with Adelaide and with Coach Natty Hurst. There's some interesting, interesting moves there. Uh, one of the ones that I found really interesting was Jocelyn Willoughby moving over to Adelaide.
1: Well, I think Willoughby had a pretty solid year um, with the Flames uh, and she was a real live wire for them. And I think that's a great signing by Nat. With the roster that they have, she fits right into the holes that they had. Yeah, I'm really keen to see how she goes.
2: Yeah, I was super surprised. Well, first of all, I was stoked that she was actually coming back to the league, first and foremost, because we have seen definitely a rotating, uh, what is it, a revolving door of imports over the last few years and lots of imports that we love to keep. I still hope Jackie Young comes back to the league one day uh, because she had an outstanding season two seasons ago. But, yeah, so excited that Jocelyn Willoughby is coming back. But considering the firepower that Sydney have now gotten obviously we'll get to them a bit later i wonder what the conversations between i'm I'm sure sydney would have wanted her back um uh, but yeah. i don't know what the converse, wonder what the conversations were between jocelyn and her agency and sydney and adelaide for adelaide then to um you know get the win in that respect
1: yeah i think it's an interesting one obviously sydney still has the old the interim tag as well for guy so I'm, I wonder if that plays a little bit of a part in it, that uncertainty.
2: Yeah, or maybe so much less of a role, but a different role. Uh, maybe she could have a bigger role at Adelaide than what she did at Sydney. But then again, Sydney's yeah. last roster was all very young and needed some some expertise from someone like Jocelyn. So mm. very interesting to know what the conversations between Adelaide and the agent were to say, hey, yeah, we're gonna we're going with Adelaide.
0: Yeah, because you'd you kind of think, given the performance that she put in with Sydney last year, that she would have gone back to Sydney. Because obviously, I mean, she fitted in well, she played well, it was working for her. So you really do wonder what was the what was the thing that tripped her over to go to Adelaide.
2: And she was um, Um, club MVP as well at the Sydney Flames Awards last season. Yes, she was. And from what I heard, it wasn't so, not just her performance on court, but her uh, attitude and culture and what she brought off court in the change room as well in terms of her personality and her positive energy that really gave her the tipping point to being awarded MVP. It's
1: going to be interesting too. It would be a nice combo with Brianna Turner as well. Um, between Willoughby and, and Turner, and then you've got Izzy, Izzy Bourne in there as well. It's not a bad rotation.
2: No, and, uh, yeah, it is the return of Brianna Turner, so she hasn't played in the league since 2019 and 2020, that 19-20 season also with Adelaide. So it is really yep. cool that she's returned given uh, someone of her calibre I'm sure she could have signed somewhere big in Europe or a decent European contract. So it's nice that she's come back to humble old Adelaide too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She played with Nat, I think.
2: That's true. Did I read read right? That's the connection. She probably did play with Nat in that because that was the year, I'm pretty sure, where Chris Lucas took them to the grand final and they had, was that that before or after the Nicole Seacamp years? Um, they had loz nicholson nicole c camp i think natty coming off the bench
1: yeah sounds about right
2: um yeah steph talbot laura hodges apparently i think was still there
0: and out of the other signings anyone in the out of the other signings that you've kind of gone hmm, that's kind of interesting or i'm surprised that that signing went that way
1: for me no I I'm pretty sure we we said in the previous podcast about, you know, keeping the likes of Borlase and Brooke Basham and, and those from last year. So, yep. you know, and then Abby Cabillo, I mean, she got injured, didn't she? So that's yep. why she's she won't be, be there this year.
2: The biggest omission for me is Sam Simons. She's Adelaide born and bred. Uh, she had, you know, parents who played professionally as well her sister Jessie is coming up in the ranks too so she finished up at saint mary's and came and played for adelaide pretty much straight away under chris lucas and i reckon if the awards was still the traditional rookie of the year she was my rookie of the year that season Mm -hmm. and then once nat hurst took over as coach sam simons just found herself out of the rotation a lot more she got a lot less court time compared to her previous year but what's interesting is that she is a free agent she just played a pretty good NBL One South season with Melbourne Tigers. Uh, yeah. And considering Chris Lucas signed her to Adelaide, but now he's at the Melbourne Boomers. Mm-hmm. She's in Melbourne because her uh, partner, Jack Purchase, also played NBL One South. And I'm just kind of waiting. When is Chris Lucas going to sign Sam Simons to the Boomers? She's <laughs> <laughs> a no-brainer.
1: Yeah, I think think we did mention that too um, in the previous pod, like all roads point to her being there. I think it will be something that probably does get done. Um, But, yeah, just don't know why she didn't get more opportunity at Adelaide. Like really solid, solid player. Yeah, fell out of of the rotation, didn't she?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure what happened there either. But um, she's certainly someone on that free agency list that I hope gets snapped up pretty soon.
1: Yeah, good to see Lizzie Tonks over there. I think that that's good following Nat from Canberra in NBL1. So she had another standout year, and I'll be interested to see what her role's like now on on this team.
2: And uh, interesting signing as well, Taylor Mole finished up in college and has now got a roster spot with Adelaide, even a DP, which is really cool. So she's been playing up, I think, in Cairns for NBL1 North. Um, yep. So yeah, it'd be great to see Taylor Mole make her debut in a full roster spot, and it looks like Adelaide still need two development players. There's three previous development players still on the free agency list, so I'm not sure what's going to happen there. If they're going to return, you imagine Jasmine uh, Fijo would would come back because she's been playing really well again in NBL One Central, uh, but nothing official.
0: Let's move along to um, to talk about Bendigo because there's been a lot of interesting moves down in Bendigo. Let's start looking at this. And I'm going to say the one that really surprised me, and there's, there's a lot of great signings here, but one that surprised me because it came totally out of left field was Casey Samuels.
1: Yeah. Did not expect that one, but that's a good signing. It's a really good signing. She's been playing really, really well over in the NBL One West with Rocky you know, 19.5 points per game, 4.8 rebounds. Yeah, I, I'm keen to see how this translates now with a few years removed-ish yeah. from the WNBL competition, a bit more mature, level-headed possibly.
2: Yeah, she because yeah. um, she is one of two of the new, well, one of two people returning to the WNBL this season who had to go via mm. Europe. So she yes. um, played NBL 1 North and then I think played in Malta. Yep. For a season and has now found a way back via, like you said, Sammy, via uh, Rockingham Flames in NBO One West to Bendigo. So she's really covering a lot of the globe with her basketball. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, Frequent fly miles.
2: Frequent fly miles, yeah, wrapping them up for retirement. Uh, yeah, I think that was a really interesting signing as well. I wonder if she is probably a little bit of a good fit in a sense that she has size like Megan McKay, even though. She's probably not a true centre, but she's got a little bit more scoring prowess compared to the likes of Mahadi and McLean, maybe. Um, I think it is a good signing. I think she'll be able to boost that roster and that bench a little bit more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. the interesting one is Meg McKay not being re-signed yet.
2: Well, from what I'm told, I don't think she's planning to sign anywhere next season. Okay. Yeah. Okay which is All right. upsetting in a sense that she just absolutely dominated every level of NBL one That's
1: what I was just about to say. <laughs> a rich vein of form, South competition was just her playground, to be honest, and then she went and did it on the national stage too.
2: She caught everything that came her way in that Nationals final. Yep. Like, to be fair, North Bears, no bias. Their defence was great. <laughs> But Bendigo could just throw anything Megan's way and she caught it and just found a way to either score or get to the free throw line. It was quite remarkable performance for a grand final.
1: It was extremely impressive. The whole weekend, you know, in the in the South Grand Final, all of it, she's just phenomenal. So, yeah, to not have her in the, in the WNBL, that's a bit disappointing.
2: Very, um, very.
1: Do we have any idea where she's going or is she just taking a year out?
2: No, my understanding is that she's taken a year out.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Sometimes you need that.
2: Yeah, because she came straight from college as well. I think she yeah. was graduated maybe around the same time as Sam Simons from St Mary's as well, and they both came straight in, mm-hmm. like Okay, you know, signing with Townsville first before heading to Bendigo. So, yeah, maybe she just needs a bit of time out, which is fair enough. Absolutely. But then they've got, you know, Casey comes with Maren Craker, who also um, yes. is going to be one of the imports for Bendigo. Also played with Rockingham Flames in NBL One West. But a uh, massive import is Ruth Davis.
1: Yeah, she's back.
2: She's yeah. back. Used to be known as Ruth Hamblin, I think, when she first played in the WNBL. It's
1: a good experience. To pick up has done well on on many stages. Interested to see how they all went actually over in Korea just recently. Not talking game results-wise, but how everything bitted together. Yeah. It's a group that they took over.
0: I mean, if just based off what I was seeing on socials, it looked like the team was gelling well over there. The photos looked like they were having a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think it's probably a good thing that they actually got right out of their comfort zone and go to somewhere like Korea. To do this pre-season. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it shows that, you know, SEN is actually, you know, willing to spend a bit of money on the team to try and give them that game experience
1: to as they roll into the season. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. The only disappointing thing was they fell into the trap of letting Ken stitch them up in shooting games. You know?
2: <laughs> on Instagram, that was hilarious. <laughs>
1: He's a savvy old vet, Kennedy, and he, he preys on on people with, uh oh, you know, talks a big game, but then he backs it up, you know. <laughs> you, know how, you know how a lot of players think when a coach, like, talks a big game, they're like, yeah, whatever, you're just a coach, mate. But, uh, yeah, Kenny's <laughs> he, got those kind of games. He'll make you pay. You're not talking from personal experience here, are you, Sammy? <laughs> Absolutely, I am. <laughs> Plenty of games of one-on-one, two-on-two with Ken back in the day.
2: <laughs> I think just going back on that trip to Korea, Ben Bendigo, just keep in mind, didn't take their full roster. So no, that's right. They didn't yeah. take Kelsey Griffin, didn't attend Alex Wilson, Kelly Wilson, uh, and Abby Werong. Uh, and I don't know if Ezra McGoldrick went either. So it wasn't their full roster the likes of LeCandro, Froling attended. Uh, what's super yep. interesting in those who attended, because I think Bendigo are yet to sign any development players, is that uh, Emma Mahardy, Isabella, is it Brankett that played for Mount Gambier? Yep. Uh, Micah Simpson, Lina Hollingsworth, who was DP for Southside last season. So they all went on the Korean trip as well. So I'm not sure if they're on the train on squad or fighting for DP spots, but I thought it was interesting that they got to go on that trip. And Lana Hollingsworth's, you know, suiting up for another club one year out.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Massive experience for those DP potential DP players. Mm. So mm. interesting one. Piper Dunlop. She's gone to. Has she gone to college? No.
2: I think Piper Dunlop's having a baby.
1: Okay. There I, we go. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm not 100% sure. Annette, I don't know. Mahadi, we spoke about. Mary Golding, unfortunately, having that horrific car accident. Yeah. But she's on on the mend, which is great. She's been posting some content on her Instagram account, updating everyone with her recovery and her rehab. Uh, I think McKay and McLean are taking a year off. I know that Cassidy and McLean was juggling full-time study with being a physio and working and trying to be a professional athlete, which. I mean, does the girl sleep?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: And I think it's, let me just double check, I think Piper Dunlop is having a baby.
0: Okay, well, while that's getting checked, <laughs> is there any anybody else in that lineup that you kind of like, you look at and you go, yeah, good pickup, or it's going to be interesting in the mix?
1: Well, they, they've added a bit more height, a bit more versatility, I think, this year. You know, last season they got off to a really good start and then it was a lot of injuries yeah, that really hamstrung them. Whereas I think this year they've, yeah, a much more solid squad right across the board from what I can see. I'm interested to see how McGoldrick goes. I honestly haven't seen too much of, of her. Yeah. But that's a cool addition to the squad. I think they'll be there or thereabouts. I, I like the balance of the team. I mean, Alex Wilson... Phenomenal NBL one season. She was a, a wrecking ball for Norwood.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think a lot of the the three x three experience that she's been getting has really helped to develop her game too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then yeah, just like we said with Samuels and and Cracker, Ruth Davis is going to be really solid for them. And then you've got Kelly Wilson, who's just going to keep doing what Kelly Wilson does.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's really so, no stopping Kelly Wilson, is there?
1: No, no. She'll stop. No, when she's she, phenomenal.
2: when she's ready to stop. Yeah. Um, I can't confirm Piper Dunlop's pregnancy. It might be someone else, so maybe strike that off the record.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Strike that one. Yeah. All
0: right. Let's roll into the the caps. Now, there's a lot of familiar names uh, reappearing at the caps, but there's a couple of new interesting ones too. And I think one of the ones... I know, I really got surprised by this one when it was announced, was uh, Monica Akoya?
1: Mmm, that's a good one. <laughs> she porched Australia, the Opals at Beaver Asia Cup. A very solid player. She had not a bad season for Geelong, obviously interrupted with the, the Asia Cup, so yeah. she had those commitments. But, yeah, Shelly, I like it. She only played 11 games
0: for Geelong, I think. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And still, like, I was having a look at some numbers earlier on. And for someone who only played 11 games, she was posting some good numbers. So I think it's going to make a really interesting mix for Canberra.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You go, Jacinta.
2: I was going to say I was super stoked when she signed, A, for the WNBL and especially for Canberra. I'm just not too sure where she's going to fit because I know that she's probably a a taller and stronger guard and though she can shoot the three ball like no one else. But does that mean, is she going to play power forward? or Is she going to play centre? Because looking at the rest of the roster, please correct me if I'm wrong, I don't see another centre outside of Bunton. And Bunton's now going to come up against the likes of a Ruth Davis in Bendigo. I mean, to be fair, I don't know if Adelaide have got a solid centre either.
1: No, Adelaide's got six 6'3". I think she's probably the biggest.
2: She's going to have to go inside her and, and yeah. Izzy Bourne.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, we've got Mercedes Russell coming back in, so I don't yep. know if the caps are gonna be lacking on the inside again.
1: Fast pace, fast pace, stretch it out. I mean, because Okoye can she can knock down the three ball pretty well. They've got some decent bigs though. You know, Pizzi. Who else is there? Fowler can go inside.
2: Like, um, to be fair, you know, Pizzi's great. And she really stepped up defensively for the Caps last season. But I feel like she and Fowler are still un- a horribly undersized big mm. when you're going up against the likes. Ruth Davis is what, 6'6? Six, six, um, yeah. Six. That's
1: six, right. Yeah.
2: Playing for Canada. Um, that's yeah. a tall order. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> 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 caught myself there.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we know that Brit Smart won't be coming back this year.
2: Yes, right. def- her partner's definitely having a baby.
1: Yes, yeah, we've got that one.
2: <laughs> so congratulations to them, though.
1: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, Cool to see Shaq Riley get a DP spot. That's very cool.
2: Yeah, um, I'm very stoked about that too, actually.
1: Yeah, I think she had a pretty good season with the Stangs, NBL1 East. So I think it's – and she did have a pretty good season the year before with, with Mount Gambier in the South Conference. So good to see her get that reward.
2: Yeah, she, she was. I, I don't think she'll mind me sharing now, but after that great season with Mount Gambier and NBL1 South, she did have other opportunities with other WNBL clubs in a similar mm. position. But just at that point in her life at that time, she needed to go home and have a bit of a break at yeah, some fair as you know, these opportunities don't come up very often. So you get that FOMO of, like, if I don't take it now, I might not get it again. So I'm really yeah. glad that Shaq did what was right for her at the time, went home, had a break, played with the Stangers, and an opportunity still popped up for her. So it is really nice to see her back.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think the advantage Canberra's got is it's pretty much a large part of its last year's team. Yeah, agreed. i continuity yeah and i think that's going to give them some opportunities especially with some of the other teams that we're going to talk about where there's been wholesale changes
1: yeah mm. definitely i uh, like the addition to alex sharp that's a really good one she was awesome over in nbl one west and also like jada clark getting a gig that's a real good one she's a very very solid player
2: yeah i'm hoping sharp will play a bigger role for the caps because she had really Great two seasons back-to-back with Perth Lynx. Yeah. And she's just gone away with the Opals for that uh, unique China tour that they did. Yep. I say unique in a good way. Yeah, so she's just been with them. And some of the reports I've heard about Sharp from those types of Opals occasions is that she's just a great athlete, very coachable, great hustler. Uh, So I'm hoping that she'll play a bigger role in this Caps team compared to what she did at Perth.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, interesting that Tuliak has been promoted to a full roster spot.
1: Oh, yeah, I just noticed that. That's yeah. cool. She had a, a stop-start season in NBL 1 East with injury. Mm. So hopefully she's she's over that. She's a solid player.
2: And hopefully Talia Tupaya comes back relatively healthy because her shoulder was giving her some trouble at... Fever Asia Cup earlier in the year, and there were a couple of games I think over in the New Zealand league where she yeah. didn't play because of I, I assume because of injury, but there wasn't any official announcement I could find.
0: Yeah, no, we heard that there was uh, injury niggles over there as well, and they were trying to to rest her or give it as little minutes to try and and
1: manage it. Yeah, well, when she's playing at a hundred percent, is great to watch. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely hope that all those those niggles and everything can disappear, and we get the opportunity to see her.
0: Yeah, well, she'll have a bit of time off between now and the Toehi League and the WNBL, so hopefully that'll give her a bit of time to get over anything that's bothering her. Now let's let's roll into the Melbourne Boomers, where there's been <laughs> wholesale changes. I mean, this is
1: a team where it feels like it's been musical cheers. Sure it has. <laughs> I mean, it's like Healy's come down from Sydney. Yep. got Amy Rocchi and Sarah Blissarves come across from Southside. Southside. Yep. And, oh, and Conti. And Conti. Yep. It was Conti. Yeah, yeah, and Conti. Yeah, Mon Conti. So three from Southside. It's only really Christy Wallace and Panina. Yeah, and one of the
0: really interesting one again, that I've been looking at recently, Jordan Canada, based off the numbers that she's been posting over in the WNBA for the LA Sparks, I saw somewhere where she's she was leading the league in steals this season so far. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one.
1: No, I'm pretty sure you're right, but that's a mega signing. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Going to bring some real superstar power to the league because she's playing very well, very, very well. Yeah.
2: Interesting that she's she's a point guard, five uh, five foot, six inch, on a roster where you already had Christy Wallace who, you know, we know her a little bit more as playing a two, but in recent years and getting her way into the Opal squad, she's gone up to playing a bit more point guard, whether that fits or not in our fan brains. So how's that going to work out with – you know Wally's going to be starting and probably wanting to start to play in the one, but then you've got Jordan Canada who's a one as well. So who's starting as the one? Who's, who's going to be the captain of the ship? Do you, I don't know if Wally's going to be willing to give that up very easily. Yeah. And you've got Conti. She's a point guard.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't think Conti's your starting point guard. I think Jordan Canada can – Move to the two, play off the ball, but yes, it will be interesting to see how they get that all to mesh. I'm just trying to see like what shooting averages and stuff are like.
0: Yeah, and the other the other one they brought in, who put in some interesting performances during the Women's Asia Cup, is Tara Reed, who's also been doing really well in the Tahiti League as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, sorry, I was just on uh, Jordan County. Kind of just looking at the moment, she's. Averaging thirteen and a half points, five point nine assists, two point two steals yeah. a game, shooting thirty four percent from three. So,
2: didn't she just set a record for the LA Sparks as well, like the most steals or something in a season, or the most? Yeah,
1: yeah, yep.
2: yeah, yeah. And she she had a good career with UCLA as well.
1: Big difference in size too, because Wally's five inches taller than her. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's interesting.
0: This is going to be an interesting team to watch to see mm. how they how they come together, given the, the number of changes that have taken place. I'd be interested to see how Chris Lucas gets all of this working with all the new names in the roster for the team. It, it's, I mean, he's going to get them playing together, but the question is, how well are they going to gel in the early part of the season before they really start rolling into the business part of the season? It'll be really interesting to watch.
2: I think um, this is a roster too, like they've all been around a little while and they're all like super competitive. They're all like the real, they all got a bit of spice to them in their competitiveness, how they conduct themselves on the court. I think they'll be able to gel quickly enough, Yeah. but I think they have to have their roles and their expectations set out for them very early in the season. So, I mean, I think Wally's going to have to move to the two, a starting two. Mm -hmm. Canada will have to be the starting point guard. Rochie will come off the bench for Wally, Conti, maybe for Canada. And then where does Taylor Simmons sit? Is she going to be like a three? Does Lucas want Keely Froehling as a three or a four? I'm guessing Tara Reid's going to be more of a three because I don't think she would play. She kind of was playing on the outside at Asia Cup. Mm -hmm. But um, at least you've got another, thankfully, another true centre coming into the league because you you know that – Across the board, we're always suffering for true centers. Well, maybe a true center. Maybe she's more power forward, but Jantel Lavender, she's six foot four. But whether yeah, she is right. power forward or center, maybe she might have to get moved up to center in the same way that, well, Nelson Adota, I guess, was more of a center too. But she's playing power forward at the moment overseas. So I don't know.
1: Is she playing at the moment?
2: It looks like her last WNBA season was at the Storm.
1: Yeah, last year.
2: Yeah, last year. It looks like she's currently playing.
1: Is she in, like, Puerto Rico or something?
2: Yeah, it's not listed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't find a listing of where she is right now. But um, let me check. I might quickly check on Instagram. Instagram tells you everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i, I got to say I'm looking forward to seeing how this team's going to play, given, you know, the fact that it's, it is it is such a huge change from the Melbourne Boomers that we've known for many years. Because they've been a pretty stable team for the last two, three years.
1: So, yeah, that's exactly right.
0: So you've got to expect that there's going to be some, you know, there's going to be some different play coming from them. And it's not going to be too different because they are being coached by Chris Lucas. But I think it's going to be an
1: interesting change to what we're used to from, from Melbourne. I, so, the last I saw with Lavender, she was in Turkey. She was playing in Turkey and that was the 22-23 season.
2: Ah, yes. Yeah, you're right. So, maybe 15. she had t- downtime before she's getting ready to come back for this.
1: Yeah, possibly. Probably went through the, the training camp kind of stuff. And okay. mm, Interesting.
0: So, let's roll on a bit to um, to Perth now. There's been a couple of interesting Pickups there. Obviously, the the big one is Annley Maley moving from Bendigo to to Perth. Mela Goodchild moving across as well. This team is kind of going to be interesting to see how they go. Look, to be honest, after their their performances last season, I'm not sure if this if this is necessarily the the roster that's going to get them there. Yeah, it's. Don't get me wrong, it's a good roster, but given how some of the other teams are starting to shape up.
1: Well, for me, it's lacking height. Mm-hmm.
2: But pot six
1: 6'6". Emily Potty, yeah, she's 6'6", six, six, but then there's, oh, I suppose, Hoycard. she might get more of a role. And then I guess you got Mailey, don't you, who just grabs every rebound yeah. possible. But McDonald's only 5'6". Does- I suppose Steph yeah. Gormans. I yeah, no, absolutely. I mean,
2: like that was another.
1: That's that, a good one, isn't it? Huge
2: yeah surprise signing. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. But that also gave me indication of like, okay, someone is going to be financially supporting the club. If they're able to sign McDonald, Yeah, they must have some cash coming in somewhere. Like the saviour of University of Arizona, right, in the uh, NCAA finals a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and then obviously now I know that Rio Tinto is going to be a major sponsor of the Wildcats and the Lynx, as conflicting as that may be. <laughs> but that's why I'm like, okay, they got McDonald. They had to be showing something. Yeah, she's a flat-out baller. But, yeah, she, like you said, there's literally a foot between her and Potter, Sammy.
1: Yeah, there is, isn't there? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Steph Gorman is a great signing, defensive player of the year over in um the West, MVP of the Grand Final and former Wadonga junior. So, shout out to Wadonga basketball. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Mila good child. That's a that's a great signing. Really excited to see how she goes. Yeah. Really really exciting. Alex Chibatoni coming back.
0: Yes. Mm.
1: Um which is a really cool story. Former Bandit as well. Shout out to the Bandits. Um <laughs> <laughs> sorry no, no, uh, <laughs> I just got to point out all the links here but yeah Amy Atwell had another cracking season didn't she for NBL 1 after like a, a pretty good season WNBL season as well so look for her to go to a new level but yeah I just don't know interesting
0: yeah it's interesting I think there's going to be a few unanswered questions about Perth until maybe the third or fourth round in but Nick.
2: But remember, they, they've still got three spots to sign.
1: That's yeah. right. They've still
2: got three. That's spots exactly. And DP. So, yep. considering McDonald was their most recent announcement and signing, I reckon now that Rio Tinto is on board, they're probably still shopping around for someone else. So, Potter's going to need a backup. I feel like the spots one to three uh, are pretty much covered between Foster, Chippertoni. Uh, Gorman, Clinch Hoycart, Atwell. That's mainly can be a three or four. I reckon they need another really good four and a backup centre to back up Potter. Yeah, yeah. In those three spots. They've still got three spots and DP spots to go. So um,
1: who's floating around, Australians floating around?
2: Well, I mean, Kalani Purcell's now back on court. Yeah. So she should be a great four.
1: Yeah. We were just talking about that before we came on air, weren't we, Paul, yeah. with Kalani, whether she goes back to Sydney.
2: Yeah, that's that's true, because I'm not sure if she still technically had a contract, because I th- when before she fell pregnant, she was obviously preparing to play, so I don't know yeah. if that part of a contract could still be honoured.
1: Yeah, yeah, true.
2: you still got the likes of, well, I mean, we talked about Sam Simons, but I think her spot's pretty much filled in the Lynx roster. Someone like Lou Brown, I don't know, she would be handy coming off the bench. Yeah, Three, true. From Melbourne. There's still lots of great... College kids who have come back who we mentioned in our other free agency podcasts who haven't been signed, yep. like yep. uh Ella who played for Geelong. Yeah. Still looking for a gig. I'd love to see her play for Perth and maybe be that backup four spot.
1: I mean, they've still got Jesse Edwards too, who had a reasonable season in the in the West.
2: Um Yeah, I think they could cast the net wider.
0: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, the reality is there's no shortage of options for them, but it's coming together in an interesting way. I just, I'd like to see
1: where they end up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe not 100 percent sold, but
2: I think what I'm po- sure a good job of is retaining their local talent.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: So Atwell, Clinch, Hoycard, Chloe Foster, yeah, all locals. So they do a really good job of, of maintaining their WA, their Perth locals in that sense. So I really like how they do that. And looking on their free agency lists, you know, Vlahov, Desiree Kelly, Gandini, Jesse Edwards, I think they're all locals too. So um, it's good that they're able to pull in their local talent for their team because then it makes it a bit more realistic for the juniors that there is a definite pathway for them if they're just playing Div 3 reps and they want to play WNBL. They've got a club that's looking out for them.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: All right, so let's roll on to one of the other teams that's had massive changes, Southside. Now, one that I'm I'm really interested in is the fact that Leilani Mitchell's going to be back and she'll be playing for Southside. Carly Ernst is doing the, the crosstown hop over the last couple of years. And, yeah, so we've also got, you know, other people have moved from Melbourne to Southside and they've still got a lot of spots that they haven't, they Haven't announced, so it's kind of going to be interesting to see how that one works out.
2: A lot of Southside fans were getting very worried that they weren't going to announce a team at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all, all good things come to those who wait, yeah,
2: that's correct. Cool. Correct. Well, every, every other WNBL club, as soon as free agency started, had announced something, and I think Southside were probably one of the last to announce anything. So there were lots of people getting worried on social media, like, are you going to announce? a player
1: because
2: yeah. i mean between the rumor mill we knew who was going to return apart from uh Loughridge and Poch, who were already existing we knew they were going to return but i mean we already probably worked out that cole Rochi, and ernst were also going to return it just hadn't been officially announced but uh I mean, we're still waiting on LJ to – I'm pretty sure LJ will return. Mercedes Russell is a really great signing because she had a great season when she played for Southside a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, Leilani Mitchell was also a part of that team, and they have great chemistry as a PG in the centre. So I think that's going to be two great anchors for this new-look Southside team. But I think Southside fall down sometimes where they'll sign a bunch of young people and DPs and – with no intention of playing them at all. Mm, so yes. I feel like they need to add a lot more depth to their bench to support the likes of the Rochies, the Coles, the Ernst, when they're in foul trouble, when they're injured, when they're not having a great game, just to make some changes in rotation, just to have a bit of a deeper bench in this instance.
1: Yeah, agreed. Interested to see the second import.
2: Because
1: mm. Thornton's not coming back, is she? No. She's signed in Europe.
2: Yeah, I think she's signed in elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: so that's that's going to be very interesting to see what path they go down there. And there's still a lot of open slots for this team. Yeah, absolutely. What have they got? They've got Beck Cole, Maddie Roche. So there's your your one two.
2: Well, you got Lay as the one as well. So yeah.
1: yeah, so more competition there to see who. I could see Leilani coming off the bench initially, but. Wise head.
2: Yeah, just as first season back, maybe. Just yeah. Get her feet wet. I mean, she obviously... I mean,
1: until she proves them all all wrong. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like I would love, though, eventually for Lay to be the starting point guard and mm-hmm. Rochi as the two, in a similar way that I love Wally more at a two than a point guard because... Yep. They can both score. They're both very quick. But Rochi and Wally, I'm going to be perfectly honest, they just take the air out of the ball sometimes.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the signing of Mitchell is really good for Rochi, someone with the experience that Leilani's got, to be a mentor for her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just-
2: maybe, maybe keep refining those point guard skills that That's right. she get into the Opal squad in the next coming years.
1: Yes, the- Absolutely.
2: The final roster because she was in the final 15 for the World Cup squad yep. and was one of the last three to get cut. So I think that's a really good point of bringing in Leilani for that reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And let's not forget, Leilani's got a really good relationship with Cheryl. They've gone really well. So I think there's going to be, well, obviously, Cheryl's got a, a role in mind for Leilani in the makeup of this team.
1: Mm, absolutely. And don't forget, Leilani. She had some pretty big games in the West this yeah. year, you know. <laughs> but she had a forty-point game, didn't she? I think it was. Yep. Yeah, I
2: think it was against Sutherland. She yeah. had a forty-point game, and she had like eight threes.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So she
2: can catch fire,
1: not not mucking around there. Like she brings a lot of experience and just someone that you know will get you some points. Yeah, assists
2: you're signing a second import, what position are you signing? A three or a four? I reckon a four.
1: Do you reckon a four? I was going to say a uh, three. three. Three, four. Three, yeah. Three, four, like combo. Because you've got Ernst, you've got Mercedes Russell, like Ernst, your stretch. Hmm. Depends whether LJ comes back.
2: I reckon she'll come back. I reckon mm. Russell will start as the five, LJ will come off the bench. Yeah. Um, I just really liked last season. You know, Southside were pretty big between Ernst, Bishop, Jackson, and yeah. Thornton. But yeah. Like they were still so, because they've all played both of those positions, if you had three out, two in, they were able, like Thornton and Jackson were able to play off each other, and Ernst and Bishop, like they just played together so well. So I wonder if Cheryl will plan something similar.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, that's more why I'm leaning towards a 3 4.
2: Yeah. They,
0: Who do they chase? Yeah, there's going to be some really interesting ones there. And I've got a feeling that Cheryl's waiting to see how everybody else, you know, finalises some of these last spots before she makes her final choices. She's obviously got people in mind. And I think she's just waiting to see what's going to happen because, like I said, there's still a lot of slots open on this team. Preseason starts the end of September. That's OK. They've got three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've got a starting five. So, you
1: know. yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm really keen to see how Dallas Lofridge comes back, to, yeah. you know, after what happened last year. That would be really cool, a uh, very good story. Yep.
0: Let's roll on to the team that's made a lot of big announcements this season, and that's Sydney. They've still got Guy Malloy, as you said earlier, down as interim coach, so that, that's still got to get finalised. But some big signings, you know, Lauren Nicholson coming down from Townsville, Kayla George and Tess Magin. On paper, they're looking really strong, but have announced no imports
1: so far. Maybe the bank's broken. <laughs> I don't know. It's maxed out. <laughs> nah, who there's definitely going to be someone coming. Oh, here. sure. going to be someone. I think that's all they, they really need to add, isn't it, those two? Yeah,
2: he's Still... just two imports and two DPs, I think, yeah. for yeah. Sydney like really good looking roster so far, lots of local talent. I'm still, you know, people were messaging me saying, oh, I think Shanice Swain's going to sign with Sydney, blah, 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 blah. blah. And it kind of did look like at a point there that she probably was going to because she was dating one of the Galloway boys. But I think they've since split. And so I was like, maybe she will just go back to Canberra. I really wanted to go back to Canberra (laughs) because I thought people were probably just getting a bit pedantic thinking she's going to sign with Sydney. And i was proved wrong. She signed with Sydney.
1: Yeah. That's it. It is good guards, like good guard set up. Big fan of Emma Clark and Kira Rowe. Really good, good players that will fill a good role for them off the bench.
2: Yeah, really Um, good role players. And I forget how young Emma Clark actually is. that's right.
1: 21, 22, isn't she? Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Then you've got Vanessa, who had a a pretty good season in the NBL 1 East. Yep. She's primed for another good year. I really felt that she really grew into her role last year and had a really good back end of the season um, in the WNBL. So I'm keen for her to really have another good good crack at it. Speaking of or actually looking at it with two imports and then DPs, that may actually rule Kalani out for Sydney. So, Yeah, uh, but I'll
0: tell you, the the one that I think it's going to... I think that Kayla coming in is a huge shift for Sydney, right? A lot of height. But I think Kayla coming in with the experience that she's picked up playing for Las Vegas, mm. she's going to be doubly dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. No, not, not... Sorry, you go.
2: No, I was just going to say I'm expecting the uh, import to be a true centre, you know, keeping Kayla at four. You've already got McSpadden, who's a true centre, but she likely won't be starting, you know, in the most respectful way I can say that. She comes off the bench in WNBL. So I'm guessing the one import will be a centre, but the other has to be a point guard, like a true point guard. Because we know Nicholson and Madgen... Sometimes Swain can play, you know, between a one and a two, like be a a pretty good combo. But ideally, I don't think any of them are like natural point guards. I would personally like to get, you know, Tess, Nicholson, Swain in those positions in transition where they can be scoring threats as soon as possible, catching transition threes, making attacks on the rim rather than having to deal with bringing the ball up the court. So that's what I'm guessing that they're looking for at the moment. Hopefully they've actually found someone. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that they actually haven't found anyone Ooh. with this whole interim coach business. I'm
0: sure there's going to be, you know, some players are going to be looking at that going, well, you know, how much longer is this whole interim thing going to continue?
1: Maybe Kayla will bring Chelsea Gray and Adria Wilson <laughs> with a <laughs> problem solved.
2: Uh, that is a sold-out season in record yeah. those. I would do the They'll just come for a working holiday. They wouldn't even have to do half the workouts.
1: (laughs) I would literally drive to Sydney every weekend to go and watch that.
2: (laughs) We better get our media accreditation in ASAP to make sure that we get our passes. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. But uh, DPs, I really hope, I was hoping that they were going to sign Christina Moore, who is a Hornsby junior, came back from a great college career to play NBL 1 East and balled out, I was really hoping that she was going to be signed at least as a development player for Sydney, but she is signed to play over in Europe, like in Belgium or something. But I really hope the DPs are going to be local because other than Nicholson and Panusis, two very good locals to be representing the Flames still, um, doesn't have as much local flavour compared to some of the other clubs. Uh, So that's my hope. And I do have it on authority that, They will have also signed coaches, but because of the ongoing thing with the previous coach, they're not allowed to announce anything yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's going to be just – that's just throwing the spanner in the works for Sydney.
1: Yeah. What about, like, Lily Rotano and and Matty Allen, you know, do you see them coming back as DPs or –
2: um, when I spoke to Maddie Allen at the WNBL Awards, I asked yeah. her if she enjoyed the season, if she wants to come back, and she was a bit ambivalent. Oh, okay. Not because she didn't enjoy the season or, like, playing at that level, cause she, and she played really well that night.
1: Yeah, level. she did, absolutely.
2: I reckon she's definitely got another season in her, but I think in terms of the lifestyle maybe, mm. Um, and how that fits with what she wants to do with her life off court, I think that's what she was weighing up in her mind.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. And down to the last team, current champions, Townsville Fire. And interesting, interesting. Uh, Look, me personally, I'm happy to see Al Koenig back on the floor. Would have been great if she'd come back to Sydney, but we'll just let that one slide for now. (laughs) You know, uh, look. Even with all the question marks that are still out there, if somebody asked me today, I'd be saying, you know, all things being equal, you've got to be looking at Sydney and Townsville definitely being in the finals with the rosters that they've got at the moment. And I know that there's still, you know, gaps there. But Townsville's looking really strong. You can tell they want to go back to back.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, Courtney Woods is coming off her also an MVP season with NBL yep. One North. Um, unfortunately, she didn't play at the nationals. Ended up having looked like a lovely holiday in Thailand instead. So, I mean, picky poison. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Perth, Thailand. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sammy was probably still a big surprise yep. signing, but. Cassandra Brown I think she played for Mount Gambier in MBL South so it's great to see her as one of the imports um stepping up to the WNBL so I'm sure a couple
1: of really good seasons at Mount Gambier
2: yeah yeah and you know Shannon is always working on something like he's such a proactive person in terms of like as a coach and and especially with recruiting he's always got his eyes on people I mean, that's how Steph Reid got a big leg up to where she is now because he always had a, his eyes on her when she was at Buffalo. Yeah. Really nice to see Saffron Shields and Jess McDowell-White making their debuts. Absolutely. And Shannon, that's a really, really great choice. I thought Saffron still had another year at the COE, but I might be wrong. But Tiana Hawkins. I think she does. I
1: think she would.
2: Because
1: she's, I'm just trying to think, she only played Country Cup this year, a She's still played she,
2: Country Cup.
1: This year. That's, the girl
2: that went away with the Opals to China yeah. just now.
1: Yeah,
2: she played. She's playing played, Country Cup.
1: Yeah, in Aubrey.
2: Jeez. How about that?
1: That's a pretty cool <laughs> story, Yeah.
2: Hey? Yeah, that's excellent. I mean, it may be a reflection of how fun Country Cup is because I miss going to Country Cup. I miss it so much.
1: Country Cup was good fun.
2: Yes, as a Good. player, not as a manager, or as a coach, I couldn't...
1: I, no, no, as a player, absolutely.
2: It's the best week of your year.
1: The disco on Wednesday nights.
2: They don't have that anymore. Do they? I, I don't think they have disco anymore. No, it's too much controversy over there. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Someone actually it. There's always one,
2: isn't there? Always one. Yes, so those two I'm really happy about. Big one for me, though, was, yeah, Tiana Hawkins. I didn't believe it when I heard the rumours that she was coming mm. back because, you know, she has a son, it's overseas, etc. But, yeah, I'm so glad she's back. I love how she plays. Love, love, love how she plays. i got to get Mia Washington Mystic's Hawkins jersey.
1: I'm really happy that she's back too. That's a great, great signing. Maybe she'll get to bring her, her kid out and he can have a summer holiday in Townsville.
2: That would be awesome. Uh, yeah. I reckon the community would get around it and be so comfortable. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially in, like, a smaller community, yeah. like, that really gets behind the, the program. That'd be really cool if that stuff kind of happens.
2: And, I mean, they they own the team, you know. To, uh, yeah, every, that's right. They own the team, so they, they want to be looking after their own, especially with the chance of going back to back.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I really like the McDowell White signing. I think that's really cool. Really solid player. Young up and comer, which would be great to watch. Michaela Roof, she's had another good NBL 1 North season. So looking forward to seeing her go around again.
2: Games she had like 25 and 25.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. In a row. Yeah.
2: Outrageous.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can grab rebounds and put up good numbers.
2: Yeah, loves the rebound, loves the rebound.
1: DP spots will be interesting. You know, Fabro played in yeah, at Sutherland this year, so could we see her pop up at the Flames being good mates with Loz Nicholson?
2: And now dating starting point guard, Lockie Hutchinson.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. That'll be helpful. Yeah. I'm going to say Parker Williams, she had a pretty good NBL1 West campaign, if I'm right.
2: Yeah, she's yep. West. She plays West, yep. I think, for the Wolves.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: I'd like to really see her get another shot, another DP contract. Uh, yeah. How many times can you have a DP contract? Is it two or three?
1: Yeah, that one I'm not abreast of.
2: Because maybe it's three because I'm pretty sure Shaq has been a oh, – was Shaq a DP once? Or, no, Shaq's only been a DP once. But I think Fabro has been a DP twice now with yeah, okay. Townsville. So yep. she would have to try and get a roster spot somewhere if she wants to keep pursuing WNBL. The biggest submissions, I mean, poor Morgan Yager, yeah. can't catch a break in the WNBL season, you know, was a DP for Sydney two seasons ago, mm-hmm. did great, got a full roster spot with Townsville, injured the whole season, Yeah. and then just comes down to NBL 1 South and comes good again and balls out, but now is still on the free agency list. Like, that's mm-hmm. so unlucky. Yeah. yeah. Crystal Ledger-Walker as well, like, I uh, would yeah. really hope would pick her up because between her and her sister at Asia Cup, they played outstanding, uh, and she's doing really well in the New Zealand league as well. So I hope that someone's still got a spot for her on the roster.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: But, um, yeah, their DPs will be really interesting, especially since, you know, Saffron Shields and McDowell White, you would think would probably go to a DP spot first, given it's their debut. But if they're four roster spots, um, yeah, Shannon's really putting their faith in there. Yeah, yeah
1: but they're two, I'll go out on a limb to say that they're, two sort of unicorn rookies.
2: Yeah, they really are. Saffron.
1: Yeah, they're legit ballers. They're worthy of a full roster spot straight up.
0: Okay, so we've kind of gone through every one of the teams and where they stand at the moment. There's been a lot of interesting changes that have gone through right across the board. Sammy, I'm going to ask you and you, Jacinta, name the one team that you feel confident at this point He's going to be there at the end. Jacinta?
2: Townsville with Tiana Hawkins back, 100%. Okay.
1: Sammy? Sydney. When they get Asia Wilson and Chelsea Gray. <laughs> 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 no, but, but in all seriousness, even with the roster that they've got right now, I think pretty solid given they've really just got to add two imports. Yeah. Um, just the calibre of players that they've
0: got, yeah. the way Tess played. Yeah, you, you're not expecting the, the credit card's going to go as far as
1: Kelsey Plum? Well, maybe. Who knows? They can only have two imports, though, and Chelsea Gray is, like, Oh, okay. Favorite. right now. Right. She's, <laughs> she's amazing.
2: Everyone on that Sydney roster so far, uh, there's only eight yeah. players signed, but everyone on that roster so far has played for Australia yeah. at some point. mm
0: mm-hmm.
2: like, That's, that's mega. That's mega. Cool, I mean, Emma Clark, even more recently, with 3x3... Kira Rowe was a junior under Shannon, I'm pretty sure she was part of that under-17 team that won the gold. Mm -hmm. Tess we know, Loz we know, Kayla we know, Shanice we know, Ness as a junior, Lara in that same team. Yeah, they're just flat-out ballers.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, guys, thanks so much. It'll be interesting to see as we get closer to the season how all these slots get filled up. Sammy, as always, great to have you on. Jacinta, as always, great getting your input into this. And let's see how things pan out.
1: Thanks for having me. It's great to have a chat with you guys and really looking forward to the upcoming season. It's going to be exciting.
0: Shooting the Breeze can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with all your friends.